My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 22nd of November. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. In a stunning fall from grace, once a Silicon Valley superstar, Elizabeth Holmes will spend 11 years behind bars for defrauding investors. Elizabeth Holmes went from the top of Forbes' list of the richest self-made women. I believe the individual is the answer to the challenges of healthcare. To facing 11 years in prison for fraud. And she said, quote, I am devastated by my failings. Her company Theranos promised to revolutionize the health tech sector by introducing medical testing from just a few drops of blood. So what went wrong and what could it mean for the future of the health tech industry? We'll get into it in the deep dive, but first, Sam, take us through the headlines. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has told Parliament he's focused on stabilising a relationship with China after meeting Chinese President Xi Jinping on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Bali. Albanese said the meeting with Xi was the most important he had while holding bilateral talks with world leaders in Indonesia, Thailand and Cambodia in recent weeks. It's been a busy period for the Prime Minister. The federal government has issued a new options paper to address what they call regulatory gaps in the buy now, pay later space. The paper, which is open for consultation, proposes stronger self-regulation and the inclusion of buy now, pay later systems into pre-existing legislation to ensure proper regulation in all parts of the digital economy. To the online world now, and former US President Donald Trump has said he's not interested in returning to Twitter, despite new owner Elon Musk reinstating his account on the platform. In a video address this week, Trump said he would stick to his Truth Social platform, which he created after he was banned from Twitter following the January 6th Capitol riots last year. And the good news, the US Food and Drug Administration, FDA, has approved the first ever medicine to delay the onset of type 1 diabetes. The drug is understood to delay the onset of stage 3 type 1 diabetes for patients aged 8 and older. The Director of Diabetes at the FDA's Drug Evaluation and Research Centre said the treatment could offer patients months to years without suffering from the disease. Elizabeth Holmes has been sentenced to 11 years in federal prison in the US for defrauding investors of hundreds of millions of dollars. I personally have been incredibly fascinated by this story. It's the subject of a mini-series, a podcast and a book, all of which I have consumed hungrily. It's just fascinating to see how one of the shining stars of the business world, who was plastered all over the fronts of newspapers and magazines, has ended up where she has. You've been speaking to me about this case for quite a while, Zara, so it's interesting to see a prison sentence get handed down. Why don't we start with the main character? Who's Elizabeth Holmes? It's the golden question that I think people are still trying to answer, but Elizabeth Holmes is known for founding American health tech company Theranos. She dropped out of Stanford in 2003 at just 19 years old and went on to create this health tech company. She quickly became a rising star of the Silicon Valley startup scene, attracting high-profile investors, both from media, politics. There were some really incredible investors. And she also amassed multiple accolades, including one of Times Magazine's 100 Most Influential People and one of Glamour Magazine's Women of the Year in 2015. 
She also topped Forbes' inaugural list of America's 50 top richest self-made women that year. At just 31 years of age, she was worth a whopping $4.5 billion. That's some serious commercial success. What did Theranos position itself to do? They promised to revolutionise the health sector, basically. They claimed to have invented a new blood test using a machine called the Edison, which claimed it could detect conditions like cancer and diabetes quickly from just a few drops of blood. The idea was supposedly built on Holmes's phobia of needles, and in public appearances, she used to say that their technology would encourage more people to get tests. So the logic there was that if more people were getting tested, they'd get an earlier diagnosis if something was wrong. And as a result, according to Elizabeth Holmes, her company could save lives. And they raised almost $1 billion from investors, some of them very well known, people like Rupert Murdoch and former US Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. In 2015, the company was valued at as much as $9 billion US dollars. I mean, if you're not in the world of venture capital, just as a comparison, tech company Logitech is worth $9.5 billion. That's quite a fall from grace to be the head of a $9 billion company to now be sitting in a prison cell. And mm. I think undoubtedly the fall from grace is what attracts people to this story. Where did it all go wrong? It all started to go wrong in 2015 when the Wall Street Journal started really, really looking into Elizabeth Holmes and her claims. And I think it's really interesting here to note that we've spoken about how Elizabeth Holmes was on the front of all of these really prestigious magazines and papers and that for the most part, the media was basically not challenging her claims. She was being paraded around as this commercial success at such a young age. But it was also on the flip side then the media that actually undid Elizabeth Holmes with this Wall Street Journal investigation. The journal reported that Theranos was issuing customers with inaccurate results, knowing that there were issues with their technology. And when questions about the actual technology itself emerge, Theranos and Holmes specifically were accused of manipulating the data on how accurate the tests and the technology actually were. These questions ultimately led to very serious allegations that resulted in the US Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, launching an investigation into Theranos. And in 2018, the SEC charged Holmes, along with Theranos President Ramesh Balwani, with fraud. So that's when it really started to unravel. Tell me a little bit more about what they were specifically charged with. Holmes and Balwani were charged with raising more than $700 million from investors. That is so much money, $700 million. Well, especially for an idea that didn't have the data behind it, that it was working. Just lots of confidence. But um, they were charged with raising this money by either exaggerating the truth or outright lying. And specifically, Holmes faced 11 charges of fraud and was found guilty on four counts. Counts. Two were for wire fraud, which is fraud committed via a phone or other technology, and then the other two were counts of conspiracy to commit fraud. She knew that the technology that Theranos was promising was flawed, but still convinced dozens of investors, including really, really prominent public figures, to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into the company. The court also highlighted how she misrepresented the company's finances. The trial heard one example that Holmes told an investor in 2010 that the projected revenue for Theranos for the coming year was $223 million, when in reality, revenue was falling and had gone from $2.8 million in 2009 to less than $600,000 in 2011. And I mean, of course, that's only looking at the finances. That's putting aside all of the other claims about saving people's lives and testing their blood. She was even lying about the finances too. After the charges were brought against her, Holmes agreed to give up control of the company, which then went on to collapse. 
So the news this week was that Holmes was finally sentenced. Mm -hmm. How long is she behind bars for? More than 11 years, uh, if we're being very specific here, 11 years and three months. Holmes's lawyers had requested an 18-month house arrest while prosecutors were asking for 15 years in prison. So it does look like they fell more towards the side of the prosecutors than Holmes's lawyers. But But She's pregnant, right? She is pregnant. And that's what her lawyers were arguing was a mitigating factor behind why she needed to have a shorter sentence. In a statement following the trial, US Attorney Stephanie Hines said that, quote, For almost a decade, Elizabeth Holmes fabricated and spread elaborate falsehoods to draw in a legion of capital investors, both big and small, and her deceit caused the loss of hundreds of millions of dollars. Her sentence reflects the audacity of her massive fraud and the staggering damage she caused. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Zara, do you think this type of case has an impact on the investment community going forward? Well, we've raised capital, obviously, on a much smaller scale to Elizabeth Holmes and hopefully in a more honest manner. Yeah. When you're in a situation where you're having trusting conversations with somebody, you're trying to get onto your side eventually. If they really believe in what you're doing because of what you're telling them and there's other people who have also invested. I think that's the really interesting thing. It was like a domino effect. Once one powerful person was in... The rest we're in without any kind of legitimate questions taking place. It was all of these really powerful people just going along for the ride. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz today. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every morning. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. 